Welcome everyone to the first episode of Strengthen Our Voice, hosted by a Mental Health Awareness Campus Club at the University of Toronto. In this episode, you will get to meet some of our executive members, learn about the work we do, what to expect from our podcast, and more. I am Shriya, one of the co-presidents of Strengthen, and we have executive members Kyla, Irene, and Jiwan here with us. First, a little bit about Strengthen. When I first started at Strengthen, we were providing workshops to high school and university students. The high school workshops consisted of resources for students to understand and cope with the transition from high school to university. For university students, we provided coping strategies and skills for how to manage stress. Since then, we've expanded to providing workshops for middle school and elementary children, created a buddy program for students to find support without a power differential in the way, and made our programs more inclusive by creating workshops for men's mental health awareness. And we also have this podcast now. Okay. As promised, you're going to get to meet some of our executive members, um, and I'm going to introduce myself first. So I am Shriya Ramana, one of the presidents of Strengthen, along with Kyla, my co-president. I manage the day-to-day -day operations of the club. I'm a third-year student at the University of Toronto doing a specialist in neuroscience and a major in psychology. My passion for mental health advocacy is what drew me to Strengthen about two years ago. I understand the positive impact that talking about mental health has in creating a community of people with shared identities and experiences, in learning how to achieve mental and emotional well-being, and in maintaining hope for the future. Finding a community amongst my peers and knowing that I have support in living the best version of myself has helped me cope with my own mental health struggles, and I wish to do the same for everyone through my involvement with Strengthen. Okay, Kyla, would you like to introduce yourself now? For sure. I don't know how I can definitely top that introduction, but hi, everyone. My name is Kyla, and I am the other co-president of Strengthen. I am a fourth-year student at the University of Toronto, majoring in health and disease and minoring in immunology and psychology. I got involved with Strengthen also about two years ago. I started out in a secretary position, and then I worked my way up from there due to all the work that the club has done. I was drawn to the club because I know the importance of advocating for mental health at a young age. I didn't have a lot of mental health support growing up, and it definitely would have been easier if I did. So I got involved with the club so I could help other children um, manage their own day-to-day -day mental wellness. And I think that that is everything for me so far. Um, who wants to go next? Thank you, Kyla. Irene, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Irene, one of your event creative directors this year, and I am a second year undergraduate student doing a double major in human biology and immunology. And I am passionate about raising awareness and reducing the stigma surrounding mental health. So that's why I joined this club. And my role is to brainstorm event ideas, write workshop scripts, facilitate the workshops, and I'm super excited to get involved with the podcast. Thank you so much, Irene. Jiwon, would you like to go next? Sure. Hi, I'm Jiwon. I am one of the event and creative directors along with Irene for Strengthen, and I'm currently a first-year master's student studying um, the area of like schizophrenia and metabolic disorders. And um, what what drew me to strengthen was just similar to Kyla. Like I knew that 
that adolescent period is a very vulnerable period um, in terms of mental health. And often people just don't have those support resources out there. And it was the same for me. So um, I knew it was important to advocate for mental health at this age. Um, and I've also previously been involved with facilitating workshops and I knew the impact that it could have. So I'm very excited that um, for this year, I've been able to contribute to writing these workshops myself and see it be facilitated to um, students around Toronto. Thank you so much, Yuan. Okay, so we actually have a large group of executive members. So hopefully through the course of this podcast, you'll get to meet each and every wonderful soul. Um, okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about in this episode is some of the mental health challenges that youth face today to illustrate the importance of having such a club on campus for university students as well as for high school, middle school, and elementary um, kids. Okay, Kyla, why don't you start us off with some challenges that youth face today? Definitely. So one of the biggest things that I experienced growing up was a lack of validation for my for my mental health problems um, so many mental health so many mental disorders and mental illnesses and just mental health problems in general arise in the adolescent period like what G1 was talking about and unfortunately when they do when youth are strong enough to come forward so many times they're dismissed and saying oh your brain's just developing it's hormones it's puberty and all that stuff and it really makes them feel like what they're going through isn't important and isn't real. And I know when I was going through that, that definitely made me feel like there was something wrong. So I think that that's the biggest thing, just the lack of validation and the easy dismissal of their mental health concerns, which is why through my time at the club, I've tried to expand. I've tried to work on expanding everything. So that way we can reach more youth and and talk to youth at a younger age because that way they know that what they're going through is valid and it is normal. And hopefully we'll be able to help them out from there. That's a really great point that you bring up, Kyla. I think something that is important to realize is that there is no perfect picture of a mental health struggle or even a perfect picture of mental well-being. Everybody's experience is unique and you don't need to fit in a box to be considered to struggle from poor mental health. So I really appreciate you bringing that point up. Um, Irene? I totally agree with what you said there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Irene, would you like to add something? Um, Yeah. So um, I didn't really know what resources there are available for students at first to reach out for when needed. And that's why we tried incorporating the resources available at the end of each workshop to make sure that the participants know where to seek for help when needed. Yeah, that's a really good point, too. I think at Strengthen, we really make um, that a priority. We make sure to provide resources for everyone, like through our workshops or websites, um, and even on our social media. I know that we post a lot of resources every week. Um, So thank you, Irene. Jiwon, what do you think are some of the mental health challenges that youth face today? Adding on to what Kyla's been talking about is this stigma. And at least I remember when I was in middle school and high school, the term mental health just wasn't used. I think I first heard it actually when I came to university. And I feel like it's just not normalized enough for people to come forward about it. And 
because of that, like at least for me, I remember I, I just felt too ashamed to even show it to people. So I just didn't, I chose not to reach out to anyone. And um, just that stigma, I think, would be a very big barrier for people to even um, sort of acknowledge those problems themselves and, and secondly, to reach out for it. Do you want, I totally agree with what you said. There's, we've gotten so much better when it comes to trying to eliminate the stigma, but unfortunately there still is so much, especially with regards to people of the male gender and what, and also when it comes to some of the other less, less glamorized mental illnesses, for example, such as schizophrenia or, um, or bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. I feel like we've come a long way with depression and anxiety, which is amazing, but there's still so much more work that needs to be done. Yeah, I think there's also an important distinction. Um, reaching out for help is not just that one step. There's also the first step of acknowledging to yourself that you have poor mental health or you're struggling with something. Um, I think something that uh, all of us engage in is denial that anything is wrong in the first place. So I think acknowledging that to yourself first, that you're struggling, and then after that, reaching out for help. Uh, I think it's an important distinction to make. Definitely is. I know that I was able to acknowledge that I needed, that I needed to reach out like, very early on into my journey, but actually making that step that is so challenging to do. Yeah, um, and another, another thing too, Although this is not the first thing that comes to mind, loneliness is also a mental health challenge that that is commonly faced by youth. This has been exacerbated by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and finding a community has become that much harder, which is why we created the Buddy Program at Strengthen to offer judgment-free, uh, power differential-free, and safe space for students to find people with shared lived experiences. That's also why we launched the podcast, to have prof professionals share their expertise in coping strategies and for students to talk about their experiences. So I think um, we definitely form like an important part of the campus community in terms of advocating for student mental health and providing them the support they need and also providing them with resources should they wish to reach out for professional help. One of the things that I'm definitely most proud of of the club over the years is the fact that we have expanded to acknowledge some of these, like, you know, not as talked about groups or not as talked about issues. I, I, that's why I'm really excited for the podcast, because we're going to be talking about such a diverse array of mental health challenges and resources that are available and giving a voice to so many people who both have struggled or are doing work in the community or both. So that's why I'm really, really excited for this. That's true. I think it's really hard to capture um, the uniqueness of each person's mental health struggle when we're doing workshops, which is why, again, this podcast is great for that. So we can document experiences of people like from a very diverse range of um, like identities, groups, genders, um, and yeah, like practically everyone. Okay, so now we're going to move on to talking a little bit about the misconceptions about mental health. Kyla, why don't you start us off? 
For sure. So one of the misconceptions that about mental health is one of the things that kind of is makes education a double-edged sword. Education about mental health is so important, but unfortunately so many times we oversimplify it. And like you said, we paint mental health into one big picture and oftentimes a lot of people who are struggling with mental health are painted with the same brush. The uniqueness of everyone's experience isn't often acknowledged. So I feel like so many people think, for example, depression, anxiety, um, if you if you have either one of those, you're going to meet a certain set of criteria and fall into a certain set of behavior or thought patterns. For example, depression, okay, you may not have as much energy or you may be sad all the time, which that is totally true. And so many people do experience that. But there are times when people who have depression, you can't tell. And they actually are some of the happiest people on the like from face value that you've ever met. Look at Robin Williams, for example. People had no idea about what he was going through up until he unfortunately ended up taking his own life. So I think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions that all the people who experience certain mental illnesses have the same symptoms, present the same way clinically and to the general public. And that unfortunately can lead to a to just a lack of validating everyone's experiences. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that we fail to appreciate um, the diversity and experiences that people have. Like each person's situation is unique uh, based on their culture, um, based on like the people they grew up with, like the support they get from family, from friends, and even your own personality too, right? Whether you're more likely to reach out for help or are you more likely to just keep it to yourself. Um, and another thing that I guess is a misconception about mental health is that I guess this also has a lot to do with stigma. I know when I first started talking about my mental health struggles, the advice I was given was to just suck it up and just, you know, push through, which is really annoying thinking back now um, because I like at that time, I didn't realize that that was wrong. Like nobody should have said that to me because like they, I tried to acknowledge that there was something wrong with me, but other people didn't. So I think that's a misconception too. It's not something you can just like get through with just willpower. You need a lot of support. Um, yeah. And I just wish people would acknowledge that more. Yeah. I totally agree with everything that you just said. Uh, strength is really, really important. And a lot of times you do need to power through your struggles, but you can't just tell someone to suck it up. you got to give them the support that they need and make them feel like what they're going through is normal and is okay. And that you're there to help them get through whatever challenges they may be going through. Yeah, definitely agree with what both of you have said, Kyla and Shreya. I think just building on that, another one is that, you know, we think that it, it's sort of a sign of weakness. You know, like the reason why the mental health problems came to you in the beginning is because you're weak. And that's, you know, also not very true. Like mental health can affect anyone. It doesn't matter how well, like it affects everyone, regardless of the environment you've grown up. Um and like, even if you have support, maybe you can still be affected by mental health problems. And I don't think that's usually how people tend to think stereotypically. So um, just another point to keep in mind. I definitely agree with that as well, because so many people that like mental health doesn't discriminate. 
it affects everyone. And so many people, when they do come forward and they're from, for example, a more privileged family or a higher socioeconomic status, and they come forward and people oftentimes say, well, what do you have to be depressed about? Or what do you have to be anxious about? And I think it's so important to acknowledge that just because, yes, in in relatively, someone may have it better than someone else, that doesn't make their struggles any less valued. Um, Yeah, I completely agree. And just adding on to that, I think having a traumatic event or a traumatic experience is not a prerequisite to going through a mental health struggle. It can just happen for no reason whatsoever, right? I think acknowledging that too, um, with regard to what you said about um, people just saying, like, what do you have to be like sad about? So I think that's something that needs to change. And then a lot of people need to um, think about what they're saying and how that actually affects other people. Like, what would you say to yourself if you were in their position, right? I think that's something that people need to think about before saying anything. Um, And another thing that I was thinking of is that um, being mentally healthy and mentally ill is not discrete. There is a continuum. So it's not like you're either categorized into being mentally ill or mentally healthy. Um, Anybody can have a number of bad days, right? So we all have good and bad days. So I think that's also something that's really important to acknowledge. Um, you're not constantly in just one state. Yeah. I remember we were talking about that in a workshop that we gave yesterday to some high school students, me and one of my workshop facilitators, we were talking about the dual continuum of mental wellness and how it there it's like there's two different axes that are totally independent of each other, mental health on one and mental illness on the other. You can have a mental illness and still have good mental health days. It doesn't make your mental illness experiences any less valid. And it also provides some hope that, yes, even though you were diagnosed with depression or anxiety, you're still going to have good days. And there are still going to be times where you're thriving. And there are going to be times when you actually have better mental health than someone who wasn't diagnosed with any mental illness. So I think that's also really important to acknowledge that those are mental health and mental illness. They're two independent things. And just because you have one doesn't necessarily mean that you have the other. That's why it's so important to talk about mental health and mental wellness as a whole, because it really does affect everyone. Yeah, that's true. And I think um, you explained it much better than I did with the dual continuum in your scientific terms. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going for, too. Um, So thank you, Kyla. One of the things that is really important to acknowledge is medications. Not everyone who's diagnosed with a mental illness is going to be on medication. And medications don't work for everyone. But for those of you who are on medications, it is normal. I have been on them for, I want to say, six years now to help me manage my anxiety and depression. And I've been on and off them. But one thing that's so important is that medication isn't just a magical like a magic, a magic bullet here for whatever mental health problem you may be going through. I was on medication for a while with no effect. And it wasn't until I started going to therapy and talking to people about it that I really started to feel better. So it's the combination of, of correcting if there is any biological deficit in neurotransmitters, for example, serotonin, that is a very popular hypothesis that I hope we'll get to talk about on this podcast eventually on an episode. Um, But you could have medication to correct some biochemical imbalances, but you also need that support. And that's what all the doctors say. They always say that the medication is not just a magical cure. Yeah. And I think that brings up another important point. You can't just 
throw medication at something and just say, like, you're all healed, right? Um, like, you need other supports too. Like, I know a lot of people do therapy. I do therapy. Um, and I think it's really important, like you said, to, like, medications are not just a magic cure for everything. Um, also want to add something just related to what both of you were saying. Um, I think there's this big stigma around just reaching out for therapy on itself. Um, people tend to think that once you say, I'm seeing a therapist, that's like a really big deal. And now you're like very stigmatized for that, just taking that action. And I think it's important to acknowledge that that's not the case. Like you don't, um, you don't have to be in such a bad condition to reach out for therapy. It's it's just one of the support resources that are out there and available for anything. So this sort of stigmatized image we have of therapy is actually harmful for people because it, it might prevent them from reaching out. Yeah, I what you said is so true. I remember when I first reached out for therapy and my my parents, I come from a very old-fashioned European household, and they told me not to tell anyone because of the stigma around it, which it's which is unfortunate because it's it's true there is stigma, but at the same time, you shouldn't be telling your child that actually maybe we should, I should not put that on the podcast in case they ever hear this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, reaching out, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's something that unfortunately, so many people think that you need to hide, but it's not, it is normal. And it's totally okay to be going, even if you're not experiencing any mental health challenges at the moment, it's still good to learn some skills that you can use to care for yourself to prevent mental health challenges. And that's another thing. So many resources, they focus on dealing with an existing mental illness and not exactly how to prevent anything or how to just care for yourself day to day to manage your own mental well-being and prevent a, a mental health episode. And that's one of the reasons why Sarah, our old co-president and founder of this club, started up this club to begin with, because prevention is something that is not often talked about. Yeah, and I think that's a misconception about mental health, too, that you can't prevent something bad from happening to you. Or you can't prevent uh, from like having poor health, prevent yourself from having poor health. So that's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about some good things that the UFT community and beyond has done to address these issues. I know for one that most of my professors have been really accommodating in terms of deadlines. In fact, one of my professors actually offers um, a, life happens insurance policy, which essentially means I can get a 48 hour extension for any assignment, just one assignment, though, um, no questions asked, and I can just use it. So I think that's something that's really important. And I just wish all professors would do that, because that's been really helpful for me, because everybody has bad mental health days, right? And there are unforeseen circumstances that may prevent you from doing something um, that you normally would do really well. So yeah, and I think that's been something that's really good. Professors have definitely been really accommodating. One of my professors actually has done that as well. We have a similar thing called a 24-hour late ticket. And again, it's like just you can cash it in at any point in the semester for any one of the assignments that we have. And he, and he said it'll give you a 24-hour extension, no questions asked, just like you said, life happens, things pop up. And I'm glad that that's something that professors are starting to acknowledge. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think something that I really, really appreciate is not just strengthen. There are a lot of other mental health clubs that started up during the pandemic. And I really, really appreciate that because students like ourselves saw the need and saw like recognize the importance of having mental health supports, especially in a time such as now when everybody's socially isolated. Uh, I know I didn't get to live with my family for a long time. And it was just me within four walls of a room. Um, and it was really isolating. And I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't meet anyone. So I think the fact that so many other students recognize the importance of building a community for people to just, you know, support each other. Um, that's been really good, too, because I know Strengthen also did a lot of collaborations with other student clubs. So that's been like it's been a, like it's a large community of wonderful people who are just like ready to support you no matter what you're going through. I was just about to say that about the collaborations. That's one of the good things about this pandemic is that because event attendance has been low, club, clubs have been collaborating to try to boost their attendance. And they've been working together and providing a sort of mixed environment. For example, we uh, we did a collaboration with, um, what was it? It was UTM Psych Talks. And I remember that was a more like science-based discussion on mental health and student productivity and student life. And we had them doing the more formal debate discussion structure and then us doing workshops to complement what they were talking about afterwards. And people loved it. So I think that that's one of the great things about this pandemic is that it really has shown the importance of reaching out and forming that community. And it's allowed the student groups at the university and beyond to connect with each other. Yeah, it's really brought everyone together. And I like I really love that. I mean, I'm not happy about the pandemic, but I think one good thing that came out of it is that like I found so many wonderful people who I get to be uh, like friends with and just build this community, just like a very supportive environment and a safe space uh, for everybody to just vent, you know, and just talk about some of the struggles that they're going through and just know that they're not alone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember last semester we had our weekly drop-in sessions and I know that those, we didn't have as much attendance as we hoped for those, but the people that did come, they loved them. And I remember one of the people that came every week, she told me, I actually really look forward to these. I look forward to just de-stressing, talking to people and getting my mind off what's going on. And just the fact that even just one person saying that made it all the worthwhile. Yeah, I completely agree. And another thing, too, I think we've started to get really creative about the way we deal with our mental health struggles because um, everyone's experiencing Zoom fatigue right now. I don't think anyone wants to go to yet another workshop, which is, you know, like, and if we have a large attendance, you can't really talk to the other people in the workshop, right? So it's not too interactive. So I think we've gotten really creative in in terms of how we've um, been dealing with our mental health struggles, too. So I think that's something um, that should be acknowledged. Definitely. I remember one of the drop-in sessions we had, we did a paint night and one of our event and creative directors had a friend who does a therapy painting for the elderly and she came on and she guided everyone through a therapy paint session and it was wonderful. Yeah, I'm a terrible painter, but I actually was surprised by how much I enjoyed doing that. So yeah, it was a fun experience. So U of T has made this website called mentalhealth.utoronto.ca and it's a student mental health resource that um, we can all navigate on and 
we can find some help on that as well. So my uh, UFT My Student Support Program is a program that you can call in Canada. You can call one eight four 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 five one nine seven zero zero, and you can call as well outside of North America. It's found on the website, and it's available in multiple languages. And they will be able to give you some support on um, how to become successful at school, how to balance work and school, and deal with stress, sadness, and loneliness. So they are available twenty four seven. So we can all use that. I love how the resources available with that website also include just managing your stress for day to day living. Tying into us talking about prevention and everything, I'm glad that they're acknowledging that and they're expanding the resources to account for that. I think that this was a really good discussion today regarding the stigma around mental health and a lot of misconceptions and why it's so important to acknowledge these. So I really appreciate all the discussion that we've had today, and I hope that everyone listening did as well. And I just want to end by talking about. Um, ways that people can get involved with what we do in case they are interested in working with us. So we do have quite a bit of social media. We have our Facebook page, which is Strengthen. And then we have our Instagram, which is at Strengthen U of T. And then we just created a Twitter account recently. So hopefully that will start taking off soon. But again, that one will be strength at Strengthen U of T. And if people want to get involved, they can follow us on social media, or sign up to be a workshop facilitator for the workshops that we give to university and high school students. And we just expanded this year to also do elementary and middle school students as well. We have a variety of workshops that we offer to help people maintain their mental health with one of our new ones being one that Jiwon actually made regarding the adolescent brain and stress and ways of managing stress and why adolescents are so vulnerable to it. So we have done a lot this year to expand what we do and you can sign up for any workshop you want. And it's a very low commitment way of just getting involved in the community and helping youth maintain their own mental well-being. Also, if you want to ever send us a message on our social media regarding our buddy program or other ways to get involved, then we are always looking for those as well. Thank you, Kyla. Now, finally, just a little bit about what to expect from our podcast. We will be posting podcast episodes every two weeks with guest speakers who are either mental health professionals or students. Professionals will share their expertise in coping with mental health struggles, and students will share their experience with us and what helped them cope with their struggles. Please note that the content in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking professional help. Our aim is to provide a community that is understanding of your struggles and to provide resources for professional help. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for listening to our first episode, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, everyone.